Fancy seeing you here. I'm your host, Allie Ray, a serial entrepreneur and mom who loves building brands and raising babies. This is a podcast about being on brand and in season in every facet of your life. Each week, we dive into topics around business and brand development while sprinkling some hard-earned life lessons in there too. So if you love a good brand and a good breakdown, buckle up and come along with me as I sort of seamlessly switch between major life roles in an attempt to fulfill all the life dreams of a type A Enneagram 3 millennial small business owner who wants to help other entrepreneurs and raise good humans. This is The Allie Ray Haney Show. Welcome to the final episode of season one of the Allie Ray Haney show. I am going to say that I am loving having seasons. It might not be totally normal, um, but it gives me time to breathe in between the seasons so that I can kind of reevaluate what went well, what I can do better moving forward. And it really takes the pressure off of having to do that all in real time. So let me start the episode on a note of gratitude for you all being supportive and understanding as I learn my way through the podcasting world. So although there's been no disruption in actually getting the episodes out into the wild for the podcast, there has been quite a bit of disruption and transition in our personal lives. Recently, as in like a week, 10 days ago, I got an abdominoplasty and I have to like sound that out every time I say it, um, and a breast augmentation. Wow. Um, It feels a little weird telling the whole world that, but we're going to roll with it for the sake of this week's episode and for that fun buzzword, authenticity. In case you don't know, an abdominoplasty is another term for a tummy tuck. So like major cosmetic surgery, even more major than I anticipated at the start of this venture. This is going to take me a minute and believe it or not, I promise I will tie all of this back into branding, but let me give you a little bit of backstory as to how we got here having major cosmetic surgery. As many of you know, I have three children. I had my daughter in 2018 and she arrived by an urgent, but not emergent C-section. So there was some minor scar tissue that was built up after that C-section, but overall it seemed like the -the run-of-the-mill C-section incision and recovery. Then our second child was born in 2020 through a scheduled C-section, which seems like it should be easy in quotation marks. I had been through a C-section before and I knew what to expect. This was scheduled so I could make sure our daughter was taken care of. Easy day, right? (laughs) Totally wrong. I woke up from the surgery with this wrenching pain in my right side up by my hip. It was like a few inches removed from the edge of my C-section incision. So I knew something wasn't right, but I didn't know what, and I asked the doctor. And that's when he informed me that he took the liberty of pulling my right ab back over for me because it hadn't healed correctly after my daughter was delivered. Like what? He was just in there slicing and dicing and stitching and pulling with no consent from me whatsoever and framed it as if he was doing me a favor. Well, then fast forward two more years and we found out we were pregnant with our third child due in 2022. 
Apparently my body really likes that slightly less than two year pattern to have children. But after that second C-section, I knew that it wasn't super likely that I would find a doctor or a hospital that would allow me to give birth naturally because the more C-sections you have, the higher the likelihood of having complications with a natural birth are. But I really did not want to have another C-section after my second one. So I found the only hospital in the state of Kentucky that would allow me to have a natural birth after two C-sections. And I traveled an hour each way for every single appointment in order to make that happen. Now, let's fast forward through that pretty much that whole pregnancy to 41 weeks and five days. And for all you mamas out there, you know how excruciating those overdue days are. And for who, anyone like who isn't a mom, 40 weeks is a full-term pregnancy. That means that you're, you're at your due date. And generally, doctors won't allow you to um, go past 42 weeks. So I was just like two days from getting induced, which is actually what led to the initial C-section with our first child that started us down this whole C-section path. All of this to say, I went into labor naturally with our third child, but I had this sense that something wasn't right. I didn't know what labor was supposed to feel like because even though I'd had two kids, I'd never gone into labor naturally before, but this was fast and furious and the pain was constant. It wasn't like the contractions that I had been expecting. So we rushed to the hospital and by rushed, I mean, it was an hour long drive into Louisville at 4 PM on a Friday. I was admitted at 5.02 PM and my son was born at 5.17 PM through an emergency C-section. So without getting into the details, we are both very lucky and very thankful to be alive and healthy now, but that C-section had resounding effects in my abdomen. I had pain by my incision. The incision itself was like totally jagged and uneven. It had a ton of scar tissue built up. And my third, although he was in, he's an average size baby when he was born, he was my biggest baby. And after that pregnancy and delivery, my body was just, it felt foreign to me, more foreign than ever, more foreign than after our first and our second child. Plus, I was dealing with this discomfort around my incision almost every single day. So my immediate thought was not to jump straight to plastic surgery. I first went to a physical therapist and I did the pelvic floor work. I still had pain and I still had diastasis recti. And for those, I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly, but for those that don't know, that's when your abs separate. And that does happen to a lot of moms. Unfortunately, it's a common problem, but I did the exercises that I was supposed to do to try and bring my abs back together. I did the scar tissue massage that I was assigned by the physical therapist and I still had pain. I still couldn't bring my abs back together. And I began to have more pain up by my belly button. And I thought it was possibly maybe a hernia, but I was told by my primary care doctor that it probably wasn't, but that we would schedule a CAT scan for me anyway. In the meantime, as I waited for that CAT scan to take place, I started looking into other more invasive options like a scar revision and ab muscle repair which is what led me to, of course, plastic surgery. 
And to be fair, I'd always wanted to get my boobs done after being a double A my entire life. Um, And for those that don't know, a double A is smaller than an A. But at this point, I was like, let's just call it a mommy makeover or whatever and get everything all done at the same time. Like I had had three C-sections. I'm no stranger to, to the pain and the recovery. But that's when I went in for my consult with Dr. Michael Lynch at Plastic Surgeons of Lexington. And I was actually astounded by what he said to me. He looked at my scar and my abdomen. He pushed on a bunch of my organs. <laughs> then he said he didn't know exactly what was going on with my scar, but he refused to operate on me without me getting that CAT scan to reveal any hernias either by my scar or by my belly button. I had to get that CAT scan done first. He then asked me how old my my children were, and I told him. He asked who was then going to be watching them while I recovered. And I told him, you know, we'd always had them with us while I was recovering from the C-sections, so I think my husband and I were just planning on manning them ourselves post-surgery. He then refused to operate again on me unless I swore to him that I had help with the kids outside of just me and my husband. He told me, he said, this is a major surgery and they cannot be crawling on you during recovery. And in one consult appointment, he had adamantly refused to operate on me twice and my mind was just blown. He gave me two conditions that I had to fulfill before he would even allow me to spend tens of thousands of dollars with him. Okay, so let's put a pin in that for a second after that first consult. I did end up getting the CAT scan and actually an MRI too to try and figure out what in the world was going on. I did not have any hernias and I still got no answers. So that's when I decided to move forward with the scar revision and the ab repair. Boom, done, fulfilled one of my two conditions to be able to work with Dr. Lynch. Now, I just had to figure out the childcare situation. And luckily, both Caleb and myself have very supportive parents. So they said, bring them on up to Virginia and we'll tag team them for the two weeks and take care of them those first two weeks after your recovery. All right, second condition fulfilled. So to give you a bit of the timeline that we are working in here, my initial consultation appointment with the plastic surgeon was in mid-October. And once I had gotten the CAT scan and then was ready to subsequently schedule the surgery, It was probably early November, and when I called to schedule the surgery, the office staff was like, does February work for you? And I was like, February? What, three months out? And they were like, yep. So first, not only did he give me conditions before I could spend tens of thousands of dollars with him, then I had to wait three months in order to be able to be, you know, seen and and worked on by him. Now, let's fast forward to my actual pre-op appointment in mid-January. So initial consultation, mid-October, surgery scheduled for early February and early November, and then the pre-op appointment was in mid-January, so I think it was like three weeks before the actual surgery. It was a snowing morning, and my husband and I, we were coordinating childcare, and a lot of places were closed at the time, but the plastic surgery office was still open and seeing patients. So I still wanted to try and make my appointment and I wanted Caleb to be there with me because he was going to be the one caring for me as I recovered. And due to the snow, 
Caleb was late to the appointment. He was coming from about an hour outside of town from where he worked, but they were willing to like rearrange their schedule that morning for me so that I could wait for him and they could accommodate us. They could see that I was nervous and they did their absolute best to make sure that I felt seen. And once Caleb arrived, Dr. Lynch took the time to answer every single one of our questions. He assured me that everything was going to be great. And every time I thought that we were like about to wrap up the conversation, he would then ask me another question about myself. So like, even though I had thrown a wrench in their schedule, he was still willing to sacrifice time for me and not make anything feel rushed. It was just a great experience. Every single person that I encountered in their whole office, from Dr. Lynch himself to the nurses to the office staff, every single person was kind and wel- welcoming. The interior of the waiting room, it was like plush with like lots of soft sitting options like couches and fluffy chairs. Um, it was like light and neutral colors all around and their slogan was on the wall, Emerge Confident, like written in various places in the waiting room and on the resources and the papers that were given to me. There were subtle butterflies in the waiting room that kind of implied or embodied the transformation in which most of their clients, including me, were emerging confidently from. And overall, the office just feels luxurious and and comfortable and encouraging. Now, come to my surgery day, Dr. Lynch was upbeat, he was energetic, he was encouraging. Um, I was sitting in the hospital bed and he asked me to stand up. He, he marked up my body like it was a canvas. And it, when it was my time to be on the surgical table, he was still cracking jokes and making me feel relaxed literally up until the moment that I went under. Like he made a joke and then they put the like oxygen mask on my face and that was like the last thing that I remember. And throughout recovery, he's been so encouraging and so present. He mentioned that I could email him anytime and he would get back to me as soon as he saw the email. And just, you know, based off of my previous healthcare and major surgery, you know, occurrences in the face of modern healthcare, I just, I found myself thinking, oh yeah, sure. He'll get right back to me. But I had a question. I think it was either two or three days post-op. I emailed him and I received a response back in like less than an hour. And then the same thing happened again about six days post-op and then another thing happened around nine days post-op and it was just simple questions that I had to make sure you know is this normal and every single email he responded back to in like an hour or less and every single email he signs off hang in there like I feel like I've gained a friend throughout this process of emerging confident and for me stronger than I was before now that I, you know, have a three inch gap in my abs fixed and my gnarly C-section scar tissues all been removed. Okay. Now, although I am happy to continue to give you recovery updates, I want to conclude story time so that I can bring it back around to branding as I promised. But before we do that, we're skipping to a quick bit about a resource I created to help you get your brand on point. Building a brand boils down to being liked, known, and ultimately trusted by your clients and customers. But let's first focus on being known. Have you heard the statistic about how a potential customer needs to encounter a brand seven or more times before purchasing from them? 
Now, let me ask you this. What if a potential customer has encountered your brand seven times, but doesn't realize it's the same brand? That means you've been putting in a whole lot of work into marketing your business, but the brand isn't consistent enough to land the sale because they don't know it's you. Consistency while building a brand is so important to top line sales. In fact, it could increase them by 33%. Yes, you could be missing out on a third of your sales because people don't know your business is your business. Fix all of this confusion by creating a consistent and cohesive brand across all client touch points using the brand strategy framework mini course. This is where we'll walk through all the foundations of a solid brand, then audit your existing brand, to finally implement the changes that need to be made in order to get you the brand you want and deserve. This DIY style course is perfect for the entrepreneur who's working on a budget but knows that something within their business doesn't quite hit right. Head to the Brand Strategy Framework course link in the show notes to take the next step in your brand's journey. Of course, recovery is slash was supposed to be a relaxing time and so far it truly has been since the kids have been with their grandparents but I cannot chill if my life depended on it. So naturally what I've done with my recovering time is I have read books, mainly business books. I actually cannot remember who recommended this specific book to me that I've been reading, but it's been one of the best ones I've read in a long time. The book is called Oversubscribed, How to Get People Lining Up to Do Business with You by Daniel Priestley. I'll leave an Amazon link to it in the show notes if after hearing about it, you might want to read it in its entirety as well. I've not yet finished the book, but I just concluded part one, which is where he outlines and defines his eight principles behind being oversubscribed. And as I was reading this book, so many things kept pointing me back to my experience with Dr. Lynch and his practice which is clearly oversubscribed because I was willing to wait three months for my surgery to be done. I'm not going to go into all eight principles here today, but I will go into the ones that were clearly illustrated in my experience with Dr. Lynch and his practice. The first principle is first make your market, then make your sales. First make your market, then make your sales. Priestley, the author, explains that you're not talking to everyone when you're trying to sell your product or your service. You are only talking to your people. And that's marketing 101, right? Like if you've been in the business world at all, that you know that you're supposed to be speaking to your ideal client. But then he goes into the four marketing positions that tend to be oversubscribed. And those four marketing positions are innovation, relationships, convenience, and price. And I can certainly tell you that this practice is not cornering the market on convenience or price because I waited months to be seen because I wanted to and because I did not pay bottom dollar for the procedures that I had done. So that leaves innovation and relationships for Dr. Lynch's market position And I can attest to every single individual in his office being willing to accommodate, to help, and just overall being welcoming to me throughout every stage of the pre, during, and post-surgery process. So right there, I know that they are positioning themselves to stand out in the relationships category. The second principle is be different and set your own rules. Priestley says, it's okay to tell people no. It's okay to make people wait. In a world where we all 
myself included, obviously, want instant gratification, being told no made me trust my doctor and want to work with him even more, thus making him even more oversubscribed than he already was. Next, Dr. Lynch set his own rules for the terms in which he was willing to work with me. He told me he was not willing to work with me if I didn't get a complete understanding of my medical standing. He needed to know what he was walking into so that he could ensure he was helping me to the best of his ability. He was also not willing to work with me if I didn't find help with my kids because he knew I wouldn't be able to properly recover with them immediately next to me. He told me no, even though I was willing and ready to spend a big chunk of change with him. And this made me reevaluate a lot about what I've been doing in my business, especially because when I think in terms of wanting to be a leader in a relationship-driven business like Dr. Lynch's, it almost feels like I have to say yes in order to gain and retain clients, but that's not the truth, clearly demonstrated by the examples not only in the oversubscribed book, but also my real-life experience with Dr. Lynch's practice. And the third and final oversubscribed principle I want to touch on today is nothing beats being positively remarkable. Nothing beats being positively remarkable. Priestley, the author, says that if you are positively remarkable, your marketing budget will dwindle, essentially because the word of mouth will spread, quite literally how I'm creating an entire podcast episode about how remarkable my experience with Dr. Lynch was. He also says that oversubscribed businesses focus their funds on their existing customers, not their potential customers. So essentially, they're taking that marketing budget that they no longer need because they have word of mouth marketing doing their marketing for them, and they're finding ways to continue building their relationship with their existing clients. And a way that Dr. Lynch's office did this was by giving me a complimentary Botox treatment as a thank you for doing business with them. This is a genius move, not only because they are upholding the principle that I just spoke about, but because they know the person getting the plastic surgery is likely also the same person who would be interested in getting Botox treatments. Either they are doting on their current Botox customer, or they're introducing a new customer, someone like me who's never gotten Botox, and is likely to like the results from that Botox so much that I now keep coming back for more, thus adding to their oversubscription. Finally, this section of Priestley's book is where he touches on personal branding, which you all know I absolutely love. I think it is so interesting how some people have a personal brand and have no idea that they do. Like a, a real quick example, think back to um, either elementary or high school. Think about your favorite teacher in school. What made that teacher your favorite? I would be willing to bet it was because they were they operated by a set of standards and values that they upheld and they were consistent in whatever personality they had. And that's essentially what a personal brand is. And who knows, maybe Dr. Lynch has gone through and outlined and defined his personal brand. I'm not sure. But if I had to describe Dr. Lynch's personal brand in three words, I would say confident, direct, and welcoming. He gained my trust in the beginning he led me seamlessly through a really scary process of a huge surgery, and he's there, been there to support me throughout the recovery. 
Although I'm hoping not to be under the knife again for a very long time, I will absolutely be shouting his name from the rooftops anytime someone is thinking about plastic surgery. And before I close, I'm going to pause one more time for some information about the brand development program in case you want me to do an analysis on your brand, just like I've done with Dr. Lynch's here. Remember that ad I just read about brand consistency and all that? Then told you about a DIY course you could purchase to create that consistency? Great. Well, in case DIY isn't your vibe, I have something else for you. The brand analysis service is offered by yours truly and is the execution of a comprehensive brand audit that results in a polished marketing plan that will result in a consistent brand across all client touch points, both online and in person. This audit covers all your social media, your website, your email marketing funnels, your in-person experience if you have one. Anywhere your client will encounter your brand, I will discover it and I will give you the tools to make it consistent. Oftentimes, as new business owners, our to-do lists are overwhelming and we go for the easiest and quickest ways to get tasks completed, which results in a disjointed brand that sends confusing messaging. If you're ready for a clear and consistent brand that permeates through every other facet of your business, the brand analysis service is perfect for you. To chat more about working together, visit www.allyrayhaney.com contact to schedule your consult call today. All right, now back to the episode. Well, there you have it. The tea on my boobs and my belly, plus some branding knowledge all wrapped up into one episode. What a way to close the very first season of the Allie Rahaney Show. Let me leave y'all with just one more note of gratitude for being here for this first season where I figure out how to be a podcaster. It's been a really great experience so far, and I'm looking forward to season two, and that will launch in five weeks from today. If you have any episode topic suggestions, those are always helpful. I want to talk about what you want to hear about. So feel free to shoot me an email with any of those suggestions at Allie, A-L-I at AllieRayHaney.com or DM me on Instagram. I'll link all my contact info in the show notes as well, but my handle is at AllieRayHaney. That's A-L-I-R-A-E-H-A-N-E-Y. And I am now signing off until next season, but until then, keep dreaming, keep creating, and remember, your brand is your story. Let's tell it together. As my son would say, did it. You just completed another episode of the Allie Ray Haney show. If you found this helpful, please rate, review, and subscribe to help others find this show. And so you never miss an episode. Take a look at the show notes for all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Let's continue the conversation over in my private Facebook group, the Allie Ray Haney show insiders. See you next Wednesday. And as always, I'm here cheering you on as you build your dream brand and business.